Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Section 1 of Metamorphoses. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Metamorphoses by Publius Ovidius Naso. Ovid. Translated by J.J. Howard. Volume 1. The First Book of the Metamorphoses of Ovid. Part 1. From bodies various formed, mutative shapes, my muse would sing. Celestial powers give aid. From you those changes sprung, inspire my pen. Connect each period of my venturous song, unsevered, from old chaos's rude misrule, till now the world beneath Augustus smiles. While yet nor earth nor sea their place possessed, nor that cerulean canopy which hangs o'ershadowing all, each undistinguished lay, and one dead form all nature's features bore, unshapely, rude, and chaos justly named. Together struggling laid, each element, confusion strange begat, soul had not yet whirled through the blue expanse his burning car nor luna yet had lighted forth her lamp nor fed her waning light with borrowed rays no globus earth poised inly by its weight hung pendant in the circumambient sky the sky was not nor amphitrite had clasped round the land her wide encircling arms unfirm the earth with water mixed and air opaque the air unfluid were the waves Together clashed the elements confused. Cold strove with heat, and moisture drought opposed. Light, heavy, hard and soft, in combat joined. Uprose the world's great lord, the strife dissolved, the firm earth from the blue sky placed apart. Rolled back the waves from off the land, and fixed where pure ethereal joins with foggy air. Defined each element, and from the mass chaotic, ranged select in concord firm he bound and all agreed on high upsprung the fiery ether to the utmost heaven the atmospheric air in lightness next upfloated dense the solid earth dragged down the heavier mass and girt on every side by waves circumfluent seized her place below this done the mass this deity unknown divides each part disposed in order lays first earth he rounds in form a sphere immense equal on every side then bids the seas, 
pent in by banks spread their rude waves abroad by strong winds vexed and clasp within their arms the tortuous shores and marshes wide he adds pure springs and lakes he bounds with shelving banks the streams smooth gliding slowly creeping some the arid earth absorbs furious some rush and in the watery plain their waves disgorge their narrow bounds escaped to billows rise and lash the sandy shores he bade the plains extend the valleys sink the groves to bloom and rocky hills to lift their heads aloft and as two zones the northern heaven restrain the southern two and one the hot amidst with five the godhead girt the enclosed earth and climates five upon its face impressed the midst from heat inhabitable snows eternal cover too twixt these extremes two temperate regions lie where heat and cold meet in due mixture above the whole light air was hung as water floats above the land so far above air ascends here he bade lodge thick clouds and vapours thunders bellowing loud terrific to mankind and winds which mixed sharp cold beget but these to range at large the air throughout his care forbade e'en now their force is scarce withstood but oft they threat wild ruin to the universe though each in separate regions rules his potent blasts such is fraternal strife far to the east where persian mountains greet the rising sun eurus withdrew where sinking phoebus's rays glow on the western shores mild zephyr fled terrific boreas frozen scythia seized beneath the icy bear on southern climes from constant clouds the showery oster rains the liquid ether high above he spread light calm and undefiled by dregs terrene scarce were those bounds immutable arranged when upward sprung the stars so long pressed down beneath the heap chaotic and along the path of heaven their blazing courses ran next that each separate element might hold appropriate habitants the vault of heaven bright constellations and the gods received to glittering fish allotted were the waves to earth fierce brutes to agitated air light plumaged birds a being more divine of soul exalted more and formed to rule the rest was wanting then he finished man or by the world's creator power supreme formed from an heavenly seed or new-shaped earth late from celestial ether torn and still congenial warmth retaining moistened felt prometheus's fire and moulded took the form of him all potent others earth behold pronely to man a face erect was given the heavens he bade him view and raise his eyes high to the stars thus earth of late so rude so shapeless man till now unknown became first sprung the age of gold unforced by laws strict rectitude and faith spontaneous then mankind inspired no judge vindictive frowned unknown alike were punishment and fear no strict decrees on brazen plates were seen nor suppliant crowd with trembling limbs low bent before their judges bowed unknown was law yet safe were all unhewn from native hills the pine tree knew the seas not nor had viewed regions unknown for man not yet had searched shores distant from his own the towns ungirt by trenches deep laid open to the plain nor brazen trump nor bended horn were seen helmet nor sword but conscious and secure unawed by arms the nations tranquil slept the teeming earth by barrows yet unraised by ploughs unwounded plenteous poured her stores content with food unforced man plucked with ease young strawberries from the mountains cornels red the thorny brambles fruit 
and acorns shook from jove's wide spreading tree spring ever smiled and placid zephyr fostered with his breeze the flowers unsown which everlasting bloomed untilled the land its welcome produce gave and unmanured its hoary crop renewed here streams of milk there streams of nectar flowed and from the ilex drop by drop distilled the yellow honey fell but saturn down to dusky tartarus banished all the world by jove was governed then a silver age succeeded by the golden far excelled itself surpassing far the age of brass the ancient durance of perpetual spring he shortened and in seasons four the year divided winter summer lessened spring and various tempered autumn first were known then first the air with parching fervour dry glowed hot then ice congealed by piercing winds hung pendant houses then first sheltered man houses by caverns formed with thick shrubs fenced and boughs entwined with osiers then the grain of ceres first in lengthened furrows lay and oxen groaned beneath the weighty yoke third after these a brazen race succeeds more stern in soul and more in furious war delighting still to wicked deeds averse the last from stubborn iron took its name and now rushed in upon the wretched race all impious villainies truth faith and shame fled far while entered fraud and force and craft and plotting with detested avarice to winds scarce known the seamen boldly loosed his sails and ships which long on lofty hills had rested bounded o'er the unsearched waves the cautious measurer now with spacious line marked out the land in common once to all free as the sunbeams or the lucid air nor would the fruits and elements suffice the rich earth from her surface threw but deep within her womb they digged and thence displayed riches of crimes the prompter hid far deep close by the stygian shades now murderous steel and gold more murderous entered into day weaponed with each war sallied forth and shook with bloody grasp his loud resounding arms now man by rapine lives friend fears his host and sire-in-law his son e'en brethren's love is rarely seen wives plot their husband's death and husbands theirs design stepmothers fierce the lurid poisons mix the impatient son inquires the limits of his father's years piety lies neglected and astrea last of celestial deities on earth ascends and leaves the sanguine moistened land nor high-raised heaven was more than earth secure giants tis said with mad ambition strove to seize the heavenly throne and mountains pile on mountains till the loftiest stars they touched but with his darted bolt all-powerful jove olympus shattered and from pelion's top dashed ossa there with huge unwieldy bulk oppressed their dreadful courses lay and soaked their parent earth with blood their parent earth the warm blood vivified and caused to assume an human form a monumental type of fierce progenitors heaven they despise violent of slaughter greedy and their race from blood derived betray saturnian jove this from his lofty seat beheld and sighed the recent bloody fact revolving deep the lycaonian feast to few yet known incensed with mighty rage rage worthy jove he calls the council none who here delay a path sublime in cloudless skies fair seen they tread when toward the mighty thunderer's dome his regal court the immortals bend their way on right and left by folding doors enclosed are halls where gods of rank and power are set plebeians far and wide their place select more potent deities in heaven most bright full in the front possess their shining seats 
this place might words so bold a form assume i'd term palatium of the lofty sky here in his marble niche each god was placed and on his ebon's sceptre leaning jove o'er all high towered the dread inspiring locks three times he shook and ocean earth and sky the motion felt and trembled then in rage the silence thus he broke not more i feared our kingdom's fate in those tempestuous times when monsters serpent-footed furious strove to clasp within their hundred arms the heavens already captive deemed though fierce our foe one race alone warred with us sprung from one now all must perish all within the bounds by nereus circled with his roaring waves i swear by styx by those infernal streams through shades slow creeping all i could i've tried but lest to parts unsound the taint should spread what baffles cure the knife must lop away our demigods we have we have our nymphs our rustic deities our satyrs fauns and mountain sylvans whose deserts we grant celestial honours claim not yet on earth by us assigned they safely sure should rest but oh ye sacred powers but oh how safe are these when fierce lycaon plots for me me whom the thunders and yourselves obey loud murmurs fill the skies swift vengeance all with eager voice demand when impious hands with caesar's blood the immortal fame of rome raged to extinguish all the world aghast with horror shook and trembled through its frame nor was thy subject's loyalty to thee more sweet augustus than was theirs to jove his hand and voice to still their noise he raised their clamours loud were hushed all silence kept when thus the thunderer ends his angry tale dismiss your care his punishment is o'er but hear his crimes and hear his well-earned fate of human vice the fame had reached mine ear with hoped exaggeration gliding down from proud olympus's brow i veiled the god and roved the world in human form around twere long to tell what turpitude i saw on every side for rumour far fell short of what i witnessed through the dusky woods of minolus i passed where savage lurk fierce monsters o'er the cold lycian hill with pine trees waving and selene's height thence to the arcadian monarch's roof i came as dusky twilight drew on sable night gave signs a god approached the people crowd in adoration but lycaon turns their reverence and piety to scorn then said not hard the task to ascertain if god or mortal by unerring test and plots to slay me when oppressed with sleep such proof his soul well suited impious more an hostage from molossus sent he slew his palpitating members part he boiled and o'er the glowing embers roasted part these on the board he serves my vengeful flames consume his roof for his deserts o'erwhelm his household gods lycaon trembling fled and gained the silent country loud he howled and strove in vain to speak his ravenous mouth still thirsts for slaughter on the harmless flocks his fury rages as it won't on man blood glads him still his vest is shaggy hair his arms sink down to legs a wolf he stands yet former traits his visage still retains grey still his hair and cruel still his look his eyes still glisten savage all his form thus one house perished but not one alone the fate deserves wherever earth extends the fierce erinus reigns men seem conspired in impious bond to sin and all shall feel the scourge they merit fixed is my decree part loud applaud his words and feed his rage the rest assent in silence yet to all man's loss seems grievous 
anxious all inquire what form shall earth of him deprived assume who then shall incense to their altars bring and if those rich and fertile lands he means a spoil for beasts ferocious their despair he bade them banish and in him confide for what the future needed held them forth the promise of a race unlike the first originating from a wondrous stock and now his lightnings were already shot and earth in flames but that a fire so vast he feared might reach olympus and consume the heavenly axis also called to mind what fate had doomed that all in future times by fire should perish earth and sea and heaven and all the unwieldy fabric of the world should waste to naught cyclops's laboured bolts aside he laid a different vengeance now to drench with rains from every part of heaven and whelm mankind beneath the rising waves pleased more the immortal straightway close he pent to the dry northeast and every blast to showers adverse in caves aeolian and unbarred the cell of notus notus rushes forth on pinions dropping rain his horrid face a pitchy cloud conceals pregnant with showers his beard and waters from his grey hairs flow mists on his forehead sit in dews dissolved his arms and bosom seemed to melt away with broad hands seizing on the pendant clouds he pressed them with a mighty crash they burst and thick and constant floods from heaven pour down iris meantime in various robe arrayed collects the waters and supplies the clouds prostrate the harvest lies the tiller's hopes turn to despair the labours of an year a long long year without their fruit are spent nor jove's own heaven his anger could suffice his brother brings him his auxiliar waves he calls the rivers at their monarch's call his roof they enter and in brief he speaks few words we need pour each his utmost strength the cause demands it Ope your fountains wide sweep every mound before you and let gush your furious waters with unshortened rains he bids the watery gods retire break up their narrow springs and furious toward the main their waters roll himself his trident rears and smites the earth earth trembles at the stroke yawns wide her bosom and upon the land a flood disgorges wide outspread the streams rush o'er the open fields uproot the trees sweep harvests flocks and men nor houses stood nor household gods asylums hereto safe where strong-built edifice its walls opposed unlevelled in the ruin high above its roof the billows mounted and its towers tottered beneath the watery gulf oppressed nor land nor sea their ancient bounds maintained for all around was sea sea without shore this seeks a mountain top that gains a skiff and plies his oars where late he ploughed the plains or fields of corn one sails above the roofs of towns emerged another in the elm seizes the entangled fish the chance in meads the anchor oft is thrown and oft the keel tears the subjacent vine tree where were wont the nimble goats to crop the tender grass unwieldy sea calves roll the nereid nymphs with wonder groves and palaces and towns beneath the waves behold by dolphins now the woods are tenanted who furious smite the boughs and shake the strong oak by their blows swims with the flock the wolf and swept along tigers and tawny lions strive in vain now not his thundering strength avails the boar nor borne away the fleet stag's slender limbs and land long sought in vain to rest her feet the wandering bird draws in her weary wings and drops into the waves whose unchecked roll the hills have drowned and with uncustomed surge foam on the mountain tops of man the most they swallowed whom their fierce eruptions spared by hunger perished in their bleak retreat between the aeonian and actaean lands lies phocis 
fruitful were the Phocian fields, while fields they were, but now o'erwhelmed they form a region only of the wide-spread main. Here stands Parnassus with his forked top, above the clouds high towering to the stars. To this Deucalion with his consort driven o'er ridgy billows in his bark clung close, for all was sea beside. There bend they down, the nymphs and mountain gods adore, and she, predicting Themis, then Oraculus deemed. No man more upright than himself had lived, than Pyrrha none more pious heaven had seen. Now Jove beheld a mighty lake expand where late was earth, and from the swarming crowds but one man saved, of woman only one, both guiltless, pious both. He chased the clouds, and bade the dry northeast to drive the showers far distant, and display the earth to heaven, and unto earth the skies. The ocean's rage remains no more. Mild Neptune lays aside his three-forked weapon, and his surges smooths. Then calls blue Triton from the dark profound. Above the waves the god his shoulders rears, with inbred purple tinged. He bids him sound his shelly trump, and back the billows call, and rivers to their banks again remand. The trump he seizes, broad above it wreathed from narrow base, the trump whose piercing blast from east to west resounds through every shore. This to his mouth the watery bearded god applies, and breathes within the stern command. All hear the sound, or waves of earth or sea, and all who hear obey. Sea finds a shore, floods flow within their channels, rivers sink, hills lift their heads, and as the waves decrease in numerous islets solid earth appears. A tedious time elapsed, and now the woods displayed their leafless summits, and their boughs heavy with mud. At length the world restored Deucalion saw, but empty all and void. Deep silence reigning through the expansive waste. Tears gushed while thus his pyrrha he addressed. O sister, wife, O woman soul preserved, by nature kindred at the marriage bed to me most closely joined, now nearer still by mutual perils, we of all the earth beheld by soul in his diurnal course, we too alone remain. The mighty deep entombs the rest, nor sure our safety yet. Still hang the clouds dark lowering. Wretched wife, what if preserved alone? What hadst thou done of me bereft? How singly borne the shock? Where found condolement in thy load of grief? For me, and trust my dearest wife my words, hadst thou amidst the billows been engulfed, me also had they swallowed. O oh, for power, to form mankind as once my father did, and in the shape and earth true souls infuse. In us rests human race, so will the gods, a sample only of mankind we live. He spoke, and Pyrrha's tears joined his. To heaven they raise their hands in prayer, and straight resolve to ask through oracles divine its aid. Nor long delay, quick to Cephas's streams they hasten, muddy still Cephas's flows yet not beyond its wonted boundaries swollen. Libations thence they lift, and o'er their heads and garments cast the sprinklings. Then their steps to Themis's temple bend, the roof they found with filthy moss o'ergrown, the altars cold. Prone on the steps they fell, and trembling kissed the gelid stones, and thus preferred their words. If righteous prayers can move the heavenly mind, and soften harsh resolves, and soothe the rage of great immortals, say, O Themis, say, how to the world mankind shall be restored. And grant, most merciful in our distress, thy potent aid. The goddess heard their words, and instant gave reply. The temple leave, ungird your garments, veil your heads, and throw behind your backs your mighty mother's bones. 
astonished long they stood and pyrrha first the silence broke the oracle's behest refusing to obey and earnest prayed with trembling tongue for pardon for her sin her mother's shade to violate she dreads her bones thus rudely flinging but meantime deep in their minds in dark mysterious veil obscurely hid the sentence they revolve at length deucalion soothes his wife with words of cheering import right if i define no impious deed the deity desires earth is our mighty mother and her bones the stony rocks within her these behind our backs to cast the oracle commands with joy the spicious augury she hears but joy with doubt commingled both so much the heavenly words distrust yet still they hope the essay cannot harm the temple left their heads they cover and their vests unbind and o'er their heads as ordered heave the stones the stones incredible unless the fact tradition sanctioned doubtless straight began to lose their rugged firmness and anon to soften and when soft a form assume next as they grew in size they felt infused a nature mild their form resembled man but incorrectly marble so appears rough hewn to form a statue ere the hand completes the shape what liquid was and moist with earthy atoms mixed soft flesh became parts solid and unbending changed to bone in name unaltered veins the same remained thus by the gods beneficent decree and brief the change the stones deucalion threw a manly shape assumed but female sprung from those by pyrrha cast behind and hence a patient hard laborious race we prove and show the source by actions whence we sprung End of section one Part two of Metamorphoses. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Metamorphoses by Publius Ovidius Naso, Ovid, translated by J. J. Howard. Volume one, the first book of the Metamorphoses of Ovid. Part two. Beings all else the teeming earth produced spontaneous, heated by the solar rays, the stagnant water quickened, marshy fens swelled up their oozy loads to meet the beams and nourished by earth's vivifying soil the fruitful elements of life increased as in a mother's womb and in a while assumed a certain shape so when the floods of seven-mouthed nile desert the moistened fields and to their ancient channels bring their streams the soft mud fries beneath the scorching sun and midst the fresh turned earth unnumbered forms the tiller finds some scarcely half conceived imperfect some their bodies wanting limbs and oft he beings sees with parts alive the rest a clod of earth for where with heat due moisture kindly mixes life will spring from these in concord all things are produced though fire with water strives yet vapour warm discordant mixture gives a birth to all thus when the earth with filthy ooze bespread from the late deluge felt the blazing sun his burning heat productive caused spring forth a countless race of beings part appeared in forms before well known the rest a group of monsters strange then but unwilling she produced terrific python serpent huge a mighty mountain with his bulk he hid a plague unknown the newborn race to scare the quiver-shouldered god unused before his arms to launch save on the flying deer or roebuck fleet the horrid monster slew a thousand arrows in his sides he fixed his quiver's store exhausting through the wounds gushed the black poison to contending games hence instituted for the serpent slain 
the glorious action to preserve through times succeeding he the name of pythian gave and here the youth who bore the palm away by wrestling racing or in chariot swift with beech and bow was crowned nor yet was known the laurel's leaf apollo's brows with hair decked graceful no peculiar branches bound Penaean daphne first his bosom charmed no casual flame but planned by love's revenge him phoebus flushed with conquest late obtained his bow saw bend and thus exclaimed in taunt lascivious boy how ill with thee assort those warlike arms how much my shoulders more beseem the load whose arm can deadly wounds in furious beasts and every foe infix i who but now huge python have o'erthrown swollen with a thousand darts his mighty bulk whole acres covering with pestiferous weight content in vulgar hearts thy torch to flame to me the bow's superior glory leave then venus's son o phoebus nought thy dart evades nor thou canst scape the force of mine to thee as others yield so much my fame must ever thine transcend thus spoke the boy and lightly mounting cleaves the yielding air with beating wings and on parnassus's top umbrageous rests there from his quiver drew two darts of different power this chases love and that desire enkindles formed of gold it glistens ending in a point acute blunt is the first tipped with a leaden load which love in daphne's tender breast infixed the sharper through apollo's heart he drove and through his nerves and bones instant he loves she flies of love the name in shady woods and spoils of captive beasts alone she joys to copy diane emulus her hair in careless tresses formed a fillet bound by numbers sought averse alike to all impatient of their suit through forests wild and groves in maiden ignorance she roams nor cares for cupid nor hymeneal rites nor soft connubial joys oft cried her sire my daphne you should bring to me a son from you my child i hope for grandsons too but she detesting wedlock as a crime suffused her features with a bashful glow around his aged neck her beauteous arms winds blandishing and cries o sire most dear one favour grant perpetual to enjoy my virgin purity the mighty jove the same indulgence has to diane given thy sire complies but that too beauteous face and lovely form thy anxious wish oppose apollo loves thee to thy bed aspires and looks with anxious hopes his wish to gain futurity by him for once unseen as the light stubble when the ears are shorn the flames consume as hedges blaze on high from torches by the traveller closely held or heedless flung when morning gilds the world so flaming burnt the god so blazed his breast and with fond hopes his vain desires he fed her tresses careless flowing o'er her neck he viewed and oh how beauteous decked with care exclaimed her eyes which shone like brilliant fire or sparkling stars he sees and sees her lips unsated with the sight he burns to touch admires her fingers and her hands her arms half to the shoulder naked what he sees though beauteous what is hid he deems more fair fleet as the wind her fearful flight she wings nor stays his fond recalling words to hear daughter of peneus stay no foe pursues stay beauteous nymph so flies the lamb the wolf the stag the lion so on trembling wings the dove avoids the eagle these are foes but love alone me urges to pursue ah me then shouldst thou fall or prickly thorns wound thy fair legs 
and i the cause of pain rough is the road thou runnest slack i pray thy speed i swear to follow not so fast but here who loves thee no rough mountain swain no shepherd none in raiment's rugged clad tending the lowing herds rash thoughtless nymph thou fliest thou knowst not whom and therefore fliest o'er delphos's lands and tenedos i sway and claros and the pateraean realms my sire is jove to me are all things known or present past or future taught by me melodious sounds poetic numbers grace sure is my dart but one more sure i feel lodged in this bosom strange to love before medicine me hails inventor through the world my help is called for unto me is known the powers of plants and herbs ah hapless i nor plants nor herbs afford a cure for love nor arts which all relieve relieve their lord all this and more but daphne fearful fled and left his speech unfinished lovely then she running seemed her limbs the breezes bared her flying raiment floated on the gale her careless tresses to the light air streamed her flight increased her beauty now no more the god to waste his courteous words endures but urged by love himself with swifter pace her footsteps treads the rapid greyhound so when in the open field the hare he spies trusts to his legs for prey as she for flight and now he snaps and now he thinks to hold and brushes with his outstretched nose her heels she trembling half in doubt or caught or no springs from his jaws and mocks his touching mouth thus fled the virgin and the god he fleet through hope and she through fear but winged by love more rapid flew apollo spurning rest approached her close behind and panting breathed upon her floating tresses pale with dread her strength exhausted in the lengthened flight old panaeus's streams she saw and loud exclaimed o sire assist me if within thy streams divinity abides let earth this form too comely for my peace quick swallow up or change those beauties to an harmless shape her prayer scarce ended when her lovely limbs a numbness felt a tender rind enwraps her beauteous bosom from her head shoots up her hair in leaves in branches spread her arms her feet but now so swift cleave to the earth with roots immovable her face at last the summit forms her bloom the same remains still loves the god the tree and on the trunk his right hand placing feels her breast yet throb beneath the new-grown bark around the boughs as yet her limbs his clasping arms he throws and burning kisses on the wood imprints the wood his lips repels then thus the god o laurel though to be my bride denied yet shalt thou be my tree my temples bind my lyre and quiver shalt thou still adorn the brows of latian conquerors shalt thou grace when the glad people sing triumphant hymns and the long pomp of the capitol ascends a faithful guard before augustus's gates on each side hung the sturdy oak between and as perpetual youth adorns my head with locks unshorn thou also still shalt bear thy leafy honours in perpetual green apollo ended and the laurel bowed her verdant summit as her grateful head within emonia lies a grove enclosed by steep and lofty hills on every side tis tempe called from lowest pindus poured here peneus rolls his foaming waves along thick clouds of smoke and dark and vapoury mists the violent falls produce sprinkling the tops of proudest forests with the plenteous dew and distant parts astounding with the roar here holds the watery deity his throne here his retreat most sacred seated here within the rock-formed cavern to the streams and stream-residing nymphs his laws he gives 
here flock the neighbouring river gods in doubt or to condole or gratulate the sire here spercius came whose banks with poplars wave rapid enipeus apidanus slow amphrisus gently flowing aeas mild and other streams which wind their various course till in the sea their weary wanderings end by natural bent directed absent soul was inachus deep in his gloomy cave dark hidden with his tears he swells his floods he wretched sire his eos loss bewails witless if living air she still enjoys or with the shade she dwells and nowhere found he dreads the worst and thinks her not to be the beauteous damsel from her father's banks jove saw returning and o maid exclaimed worthy of jove whose charms will shortly bless some youth desertless come and seek the shade yon lofty groves afford and showed the groves while now soul scorches from heaven's midmost height fear not the forests to explore alone but in their deepest shades adventurous go a god shall guard thee no plebeian god but he whose mighty hand the sceptre grasps of rule celestial and the lightning flings o fly me not for eo fled amazed now lerna's pastures and lyrcaea's lands with trees thick planted far behind were left when with a sudden mist the god concealed the wide-spread earth and stopped her eager flight and in his arms the struggling maid compressed meantime did juno cast her eyes below the floating clouds surprised to see produce a night-like shade amidst so bright a day no common clouds from streams exhaled she knew nor misty vapours from the humid earth suspicions rise her sharpness oft had caught her amorous husband in his thefts of love she searched around the sky its lord explored but not in heaven he sat then loud exclaimed much must i err or much my bed is wronged down sliding from the topmost heaven on earth she lights and bids the cloudy mists recede prepared already jove the nymph had changed and in a lovely heifer's form she stood a shape so beauteous fair though sore chagrined unwilling juno praised and whence she came and who her owner asks and of what heard her prying art as witless of the truth to baffle from the earth he feigns her sprung and straight saturnia begs the beauteous gift embarrassed now he stands the nymph to leave abandoned were too cruel to deny his wife suspicious shame compliance urged love strong dissuaded love had vanquished shame save that a paltry cow to her refused associate of his race and bed he feared more than a cow the goddess would suspect her rival now she holds but anxious still she jove distrusts and fears her prize to lose nor safe she deemed her till to argus's care committed round the jailer's watchful head an hundred eyes were set two closed in turn the rest with watchful care kept cautious guard howe'er he stands on eo still he looks his face averse yet still his eyes behold by day she pastures but beneath the earth when phoebus sinks he drags her to the stall and binds with cords her undeserving neck arbutus's leaves and bitter herbs her food her wretched bed is oft the cold damp earth a strawy couch denied the muddy stream her constant drink when suppliant she would raise her arms to argus arms to raise were none to moan she tries loud bellowings echo wide she starts and trembles at her voice's roar now to the banks she comes where oft she'd played the banks of inachus and in his streams her new-formed horns beheld in wild affright from them she strove and from herself to fly her sister naiads know her not nor he grieved inachus his long-lost daughter knows 
but she her sisters and her sire pursues invites their touch as wondering they caress old inarchus the gathered herbs presents she licks his hands and presses with her lips his dear paternal fingers tears flow quick and could words follow she would ask his aid and speak her name and lamentable state marks for her words she formed which in the dust traced by her hoof disclosed her mournful change ah wretch her sire exclaimed unhappy wretch and o'er the weeping heifer's snowy neck his arms he threw and round her horns he hung with sobs redoubled art thou then my child through earth's extent so sought ah less my grief to find thee not than thus transformed to find but dumb thou art nor with responsive words me cheerest from thy deep chest sighs alone thou utterest and loud lowings to my words thou canst no more unwitting i prepared thy marriage tortures anxious to behold a son and next a son of thine to see now from the herd a husband must thou seek now with the herd thy sons must wander forth nor death my woes can finish cursed the gift of immortality eternal grief must still corrode me letha's gate is closed thus grieved the god when starry argus tore his charge away and to a distant mead drove her to pasture he a lofty hills commanding prospect chose and seated there viewed all around alike on every side but now heaven's ruler could no more contain to see the sorrows eo felt he calls his son of brightest pleiad mother born and bids him quickly compass argus's death instant around his heels his wings he binds his rod somniferous grasps nor leaves his cap accoutred thus from native heights he springs and lights on earth removes his cap his wings unlooses and his wand alone retains through devious paths with this a shepherd now a flock he drives of goats and tunes his pipe of reeds constructed argus hears the sound junonian guard and captivated cries come stranger sit with me upon this mount nor for thy flock more fertile pasture grows than round this spot and here the shade thou seest to shepherd's ease inviting hermes sat and with his converse stayed declining day long he discoursed and anxious strove to lull with music sweet the all-observant eyes but long he strove in vain soft slumber's bonds argus opposes of his numerous lights part sleep but others jealous watch his charge and now he questions whence the pipe was formed the pipe but new discovered to the world then thus the god a lovely naiad nymph with bleak arcadia's hamadryads nursed and on nonacrony for beauty famed was syrinx oft the satyrs wild she fled nor these alone but every god that roves in shady forests or in fertile fields diane she follows and her virgin life like diane cinctured she might diane seem save that a golden bough the goddess bears the nymph a bough of horn yet still to most mistake was easy from lycaeum's height his head encompassed with the pointed pine returning her the lustful pan espied and cried fair virgin grant a god's request a god who burns to wed thee here he stays through pathless forests flies the nymph and scorns his warm entreaties till the gravelly stream of ledon smoothly winding she beheld the waves impede her flight she earnest prays her sister nymphs her human form to change now thinks the sylvan god his clasping arms in closer whilst he grasps but marshy reeds he mournful sighs the light reeds catch his breath and soft reverberate the plaintive sound the dulcet movement charms the enraptured god who thus forever shall we join exclaims with wax combined unequal reeds he forms a pipe 
which still the virgin's name retains while thus the god he every eye beheld weighed heavy sink in sleep and stopped his tale his magic rod o'er every lid he draws his sleep confirming and with crooked blade severs his nodding head and down the mount the bloody ruin hurls the craggy rock with gore besmearing lo thou argus liest extinct thy hundred lights one night obscure eclipsing all but juno seized the rays and on the plumage of her favoured bird in gaudy pride the starry gems she placed with furious ire she flamed and instant sent the dread erinus to the argive maid before her eyes within her breast she dwelt a secret torment and in terror drove her exiled through the world twas thou o nile her tedious wandering ended on thy banks wearied she kneeled and on her back supine her neck she leaned her sad face to the skies what could she more she lifted unto jove by groans and tears and mournful lows she plained and begged her woes might end the mighty god around his consort's neck embracing hung and prayed her wrath might finish fear no more a rival love in her he said to see and bade the stygian streams his words record appeased the goddess eo straight resumes her wonted shape as lovely as before the rough hair flies the crooked horns are shed her visual orbits narrow and her mouth in size contracts her arms and hands return parted in five small nails her hoofs are lost naught of the lovely heifer now remains save the bright splendour on her feet erect with two now only furnished stands the maid to speak she fears lest bellowing sounds should break and timid tries her long-forgotten words of mighty fame a goddess now she hears of nations linen-clad the pious prayers then bore she epaphus whose birth derived from mighty jove his temples through the land an equal worship with his mother's claim him phaeton bright phoebus's youthful son in years and spirit equalled whose proud boasts to all his sire preferring eo's son thus checked o simple thee thy mother's arts to aught persuade a feigned sire thou boasts deep blushed the youth but shame his rage repressed and each reproach to climene he bore this too he says o mother irks me more that i so bold so fierce urged no defence which shame is greater that they dare accuse or that accused we cannot prove them false do thou my mother if from heaven indeed descent i claim prove from what stock i spring my race divine assert he said and flung around her neck his arms and by his life the life of merops and his sister's hopes of nuptial bliss adjures her to obtain proofs of his birth celestial prayers like these the mother doubtless moved and rage no less to hear the defamation up to heaven her arms she raises gazing on the sun and cries my child by yon bright rays i swear in brilliance glittering which now hear and view our every word and action thou art sprung from him the sun thou seest the sun who rules with tempering sway the seasons if untrue my words let me his light no more behold nor long the toil to seek thy father's dome his palace whence he rises borders close on our land's confines if thou darest the task go forth and from himself thy birth inquire elate to hear her words the youth departs instant and all the sky in mind he grasps through ethiopia's regions swiftly went with india placed beneath the burning zone and quickly reached his own paternal east end of section two
Section 3 of Metamorphoses. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Metamorphoses by Publius Ovidius Naso. Ovid. Translated by J. J. Howard. The Second Book of the Metamorphoses of Ovid. Part 1. By towering columns bright with burnished gold, and fiery gems which blazed their light around, upborne the palace stood. The lofty roof, with ivory smooth encased, the folding doors of silver shone but much by sculpture graced for vulcan there with curious hand had carved the ocean girding in the land the land and heaven o'ershadowing here cerulean gods sport in the waves grim triton with his shell proteus shape-changing and aegeon huge his mighty arms upon the large broad backs of whales hard pressing doris and her nymphs some sportive swimming on a rocky seat some their green tresses drying others borne by fish swift gliding nor the same all seemed yet sister-like a close resembling look each face pervaded earth her natives bore mankind and woods and cities there were seen wild beasts and streams and nymphs and rural gods above all the bright display of heaven was hung six signs celestial o'er each portal graved the daring youth the steep ascent attained or stepped the threshold of his dubious sire and hasty rushed to meet paternal eyes but sudden stayed so fierce a blaze of light no nearer he sustained in purple clad the god a regal emerald throne upheld encircled round by hours which space the day by days themselves and ages months and years crowned with a flowery garland spring appeared chaplets of grain the swarthy brows adorned of naked summer smeared with trodden grapes stood autumn icy winter filled the group snow-white his shaggy locks soul from the midst his eyes all-seeing glanced upon the youth startled and trembling at the wondrous sight and cried what brings my phaeton my son whose sire shall ne'er disclaim him tell me now what here thou seekest thus the youth replies o father phoebus universal light if justly i thy honoured name may use nor proudly boasting climene conceals a crime by falsehood grant paternal signs the world convincing that from thee i spring reproachful doubts erasing from my mind he said the sire the glittering rays removes that blazed around his head invites him nigh and thus embracing proud i own thee son for all is true by clymene disclosed if still thou doubtest name the gift thou likest that shalt thou have for that will i bestow ye streams unseen which here celestial oaths my vows attest but scarce had phoebus spoke when phaeton the fiery car demands demands his sway the winged-footed steeds one day should suffer soon the solemn oath phoebus lamented three times mournful shook his glorious tresses and in sorrow cried would i could yet deny thee o my son all else with gladness will i hear thee ask list to persuasion perseverance sure will risk thy ruin phaeton my child the task thou seek'st is arduous far unfit for those weak arms and age so immature mortal thou wouldst a seat immortal press ignorant of grasping more than all the gods attempt to manage every power we grant diverse excels but i of all the gods have force in that igniferous car to stand even jove the ruler of olympus vast whose right hand terrible fierce lightnings hurls this chariot never ruled and who than jove more mighty deem we steep the first ascent the fresh steeds clamber up the height with pain high in mid-heaven arrived to view beneath ocean and earth oft strikes even me with fear 
and with dread palpitation shakes my breast prerupt the end and asks a firm restraint tethers herself who nightly me receives beneath the waves fears oft my headlong fall nor all the skies a constant whirling bears in rapid motion and the heavenly orbs sweep with them swift i strive the adverse my nor can the impetuous force which whirls the rest bear with them me i stem the rapid world with force superior grant the car i yield couldst thou the swift rotation of the poles stem nervous nor be borne with them along perchance imagination fills thy mind with groves and dwellings of celestial gods and temples richly decked with offered gold where thou shalt pass far else thy journey lies through ambushes and savage monsters forms even shouldst thou lucky not erratic stray yet must thou pass the bull's opposing horns the bohemonian by the centaur bent the lion's countenance grim the scorpion's claws bent cruel in a circuit large the crab in lesser compass curving hard the task to rule the steeds with those fierce fires inflamed within their breasts which through their nostrils glow scarce bear they my control when mad with heat their high necks spurn the rein but o oh, my son beware lest i a fatal gift bestow retract while yet thou mayest thy rash demand sure tokens thou requirest to prove thee sprung from me the genuine offspring of my blood my anxious trembling is a token true paternal terrors plainly prove the sire lo on my features fix thine eyes as well i would thou couldst them place within my breast and view the anguish of a father's cares last throw thy looks around the riches view whatever earth contains in some demand some of so many and such mighty gifts in heaven or earth or sea tis undenied this only would i grant not as its grant is punishment not favour phaeton asks evil for a gift why foolish boy hang on my neck thus coaxing with thine arms whate'er thou wouldst thou shalt the stygian streams have heard me swear but make a wiser wish his admonition ceased but all advice was bootless still his resolution holds to guide the chariot still his bosom burns the sire his every effort vain at length forth to the lofty car vulcanian gift brings the rash youth of gold the axle shone the pole of gold by gold the rolling wheels were circled every spoke with silver bright upon the seat bright chrysolites displayed with various jewels shed a dazzling light from soul reflected all the high-souled youth admired and while he curious viewed each part behold aurora from the purple east wide throws the ruddy portals and displays the halls with roses strewn the starry host fly driven by lucifer himself the last to quit his heavenly station soul beheld the earth and sky grow red and luna's horns blunt and prepared to vanish straight he bade the flying hours to yoke the steeds his words the nimble goddesses obey and lead the steeds fire-breathing from their lofty stalls ambrosia fed and fixed the sounding reins then with a sacred ointment phoebus smeared the face of phaeton unscorched to bear the fervid blaze and on his head a crown of rays he fixed his smothered sighs within his anxious breast sad presages of woe suppressing thus he spoke if now my words though late thou heedest spare o boy the lash but tightly grasp the reins unbid they run they fly to check their flight thy labour asks not through the five bright zones thy journey lies obliquely winds the path with spacious curve three girdles only touching leaving far the pole antarctic and the northern bear be this thy track there plain thou mayst discern the marks my wheels have made 
since heaven and earth an equal portion of my influence claim press not the car too low nor mount aloft near topmost heaven there wouldst thou fire the roof celestial here the earth thou wouldst consume for safety keep the midst let thy right wheel approach the tortuous snake not nor thy left press near the altar hold the midmost course fortune the rest must rule may she assist thy undertaking for thy safety act better than thou but more delay denied lo whilst i speak the dewy night has touched the boundaries placed upon the hesperian shore i am called for darkness fled aurora shines seize then the reins or if thy mind relents my counsel rather than my chariot take now whilst thou canst whilst on a solid base thou standest ere thou yet unskilful mount'st the chariot evilly wished give me to dart those rays on earth which thou mayst safely view agile the youth bounds from his sire and stands proud in the chariot joyously he holds the entrusted reins and from the seat glad thanks the unwilling parent gives meantime neighed loud in curling flames the winged steeds of soul Piraeus, ethon phlegon eus swift and with impatient hooves the barrier beat which tethys ignorant of her grandson's fate drove back and open laid the range of heaven swiftly they hasten swiftly fly their heels through the thin air and through opposing clouds poised by their wings the eastern gales they pass which started with them but their burthen light small felt the pressure on the chariot seat not what the steeds of soul had felt before as ships unpoised reel tottering through the waves light and unsteady rambling o'er the main so bounds the car void of its customed weight high tossed as though unfilled this quick perceived fierce rush the four yoked steeds and quit the path beaten before and tread a road unknown trembling the youth nor knows to pull the reins which side nor knowing would the steeds obey then first the frozen tryonese from Sol felt warm and tried but tried in vain to dip beneath the sea the frozen polar snake sluggish with cold and indolently mild warmed and dire fierceness gathered from the flames thou too boetes fledst away disturbed though slow thy flight retarded by thy teams and now the luckless fate and his eyes cast on the earth remote far distant spread beneath the lofty sky pale grew his face with sudden terror trembled his weak knees o'ercome with light his eyes in darkness sunk glad were he now his father's steeds untouched grieved that his race he knows grieved his request was undenied glad were he now if called the son of merops even as boreas sweeps furious the vessel when the pilot leaves the helm to heaven and puts his trust in prayers so was he hurried what remains to do vast space of heaven behind him lies much more he forward views each distance in his mind compared he measures now he forward bends to view the west forbidden him to reach now to the east he backward turns his eyes with terror stunned his trembling hands refuse to hold the reins with vigour yet he holds the courser's names affrighted he forgets trembling he views the various monsters spread through every part above and figures huge of beasts ferocious heaven a spot contains where scorpio bends in two wide bows his arms his tail and doubly stretching claws the space encompassing of two celestial signs soon as the youth the monstrous beast beheld black poison sweating and with crooked sting threatening fierce wounds he nerveless dropped the reins pale dread o'ercame him quick the steeds perceived the loose thongs playing on their backs and rushed wide from the path unchecked through regions strange now here now there impetuous unrestrained amidst the loftiest stars they dash and drag the car through pathless places upward now they labour 
headlong now they down descend nearing the earth with wonder luna sees her brother's courses run beneath her own and sees the burnt clouds smoking lofty points of earth feel first to the flames and fissures wide departing moisture prove the forage green whitens trees crackle with their burning leaves and ripe corn adds its fuel to the blaze why mourn we trifles mighty cities fall their walls protect them not their dwellers sink to ashes with them woods on mountains flame athos cilician taurus tmolus burn oete and ide her pleasant fountains dry with virgin helicon and hemus high iagrius since now with redoubled flames fierce etna blazes eryx othrys too cynthus and famed parnassus's double top and rhodope at length of snow deprived dindima mimus and the sacred hill Cithaeron named and lofty micale nor aid their snows the scythians ossa burns pindus and caucasus and loftier still the huge olympus with the towering alps and cloud-capped apennines now the youth beholds earth flaming fierce from every part the heat o'erpowers him fiery air he breathes as from a furnace and the car he rides glows with the flame beneath him sore annoyed on every side by cinders and by smoke hot curling round him whither now he drives or where he is he knows not in a cloud of pitchy night involved swept as the steed's swift flying will the ethiopians then tis said their sable tincture first received their purple blood the glowing heat called forth to tinge their skins then dried the scorching fire from arid libya all her fertile streams now with dishevelled locks the nymphs bewailed their fountains and their lakes boeotia mourns the loss of dirce argos or mimone corinth laments pyrenee nor yet safe were rivers bounded by far distant shores Tanaeus's midmost waves fume to the sky and ancient peneus smokes ismenos swift caicus teuthrantian and the flood of phosus erymanthus xanthus too doomed to be fired again lycormus brown meander's sportive oft recircling waves mygdonian melus and the spartan flood eurotus with euphrates burn and burn orontes and the rapid thermodon ganges and phasus and the easter swift alpheus boils the banks of spercius burn and tagus's golden sands the flames dissolve stream-loving swans whose song melodious rung through meonian regions feel the heat caistus streams amid in terror nile fled to the farthest earth and sunk his head yet undiscovered void the sevenfold stream his mouth seven dry and dusty veils disclosed now hebrus dries and strimon thracian floods and streams hesperian rhine and rhone and po and tiber destined all the world to rule asunder split the globe and through the chinks darted the light to hell the novel blaze pluto and proserpine with terror viewed the ocean shrinks a dry and scorching plain where late was sea appears hills lift their heads late by the deep waves hid and countless seem the scattered cyclades deep crouch the fish the crooked dolphins dare not leap aloft as customed in the air with breasts upturned the gasping sea-calves float upon the waves nereus with doris and her daughter nymphs deep plunged to seek their low but tepid caves thrice neptune ventured to upraise his arms grim frowning thrice the flames too fierce he found and shrunk beneath the waters earth at length by streams and founts encircled for her womb trembling they sought for refuge raised on high her face omniferous dry and parched with heat her burning forehead shaded with her hand shook all with tremor huge then shrank for shade beneath and gasping thus to heaven she plained almighty lord if such thy sovereign will 
and i deserve it why thy lightnings hold thus idle if by fire to perish doomed be it by thine an honourable fate scarce can my lips now utter forth my pains volumes of smoke oppressed her see my hair singed with the flames behold my face my eyes scorched with hot embers is no better boon due for the fruits i furnish such reward suits it my fertile crops or cruel wounds of harrow rake and plough which through the year enforced i suffer for the herds i bring green herbs and grass bland elements ripe fruit for man and incense for ye mighty gods faulty is this it grant thy wrath deserved how do the waves thy brother's realm offend why does the main to him by lot decreed shrink and retreat from heaven thy brother's weal say it concerns thee not nor my distress care for thy own paternal heaven may move thine eyes cast round black smoke from either pole mounts soon the greedy flames your halls will seize lo atlas labours scarcely he sustains the burning load if earth and ocean flame and heaven too perish all to chaos turned confounded we shall sink snatch from the flames what yet if aught remains and nature save no more could earth for now thick vapours rose her speech obstructing down she shrunk her head and sheltered midst the cool tartarian shades now jove the gods all witness to the fact convened even sol the donor of the car that but for him the world in ruins soon would lie the loftiest height of heaven he gains whence clouds he wont upon the widespread earth to shower from whence his thunders loud he hurled and quivering lightnings flung but now nor clouds nor showers to rain on earth the sovereign had he thunders from his right ear poised the bolt hurls on the charioteer life and the car fate and quits at once his fatal fires by fires more fierce extinguished startled prance the steeds confounded free their fiery necks from the torn reins here lie the traces broke there the strong axle severed from the seat spokes of the shattered wheels are here displayed and scattered far and wide the car's remains hurled headlong falls the youth his golden locks flame as he tumbles swept through empty air a lengthened track he forms so seems a star in night serene but only seems to shoot far from paternal home the mighty pole received his burning corpse and quenched the flames due rites the nymphs hesperian gave the limbs from the forked lightning flaming on his tomb this epitaph they graved here phaeton entombed rests the charioteer so bold of phoebus's car which though he failed to rule he perished greatly daring grieved his sire veiled his sad face and were tradition true one day saw not the sun the embers blazed sufficient light thus may misfortune aid when clymene with all that sorrow could to ease her woes give utterance loud had wailed in wild lament all spark of reason fled her bosom tearing through the world she roamed and now his limbs inanimate she sought then for his whitened bones his bones she found on banks far distant from his home inhumed prone on his tomb her form she flung and poured her tears in floods upon the graven lines and with her bosom bared the cold stone warmed her sisters love their fruitless offerings bring their griefs and briny droppings cruel tear their beauteous bosoms while they loudly call phaeton deaf to all their mournful cries stretched on his tomb by night by day they called till luna's circle four times filled was seen their blows still given as custom use had made their forms of grief as nature sudden plained fair phaethusa eldest of the three of stiffened feet as on the tomb she strove to cast her body prone 
Napetier bright, rushing in hope to aid, a shooting root abruptly held. With lifted hands the third her locks to tear attempted, but green leaves tore off instead. Now this laments her legs, bound with thin bark, that mourns to see her arms shoot in long branches. While they wander thus, the increasing bark their bodies upward veils, their breasts, their arms and hands with gradual growth. Their mouths alone remain, which loudly call their mother. What a mother could she did, what could she do? Save here and there to fly where blind affection dragged her, and while yet twas given to join, join with them mouth to mouth. Nor this contents. She strives to tear the rind, their limbs enwrapping, and the tender boughs pluck from their hands. But from the rendered spot the sanguine drops flow swift. Each suffering nymph cries, Spare me, mother, spare your wounded child. I suffer in the tree. Farewell, farewell. For as they spoke the rind their mouths enclosed. From these new branches tears were dropped, and shaped by solar heat, bright amber straight composed dropped in the lucid stream the prize was borne to latium and its gayest nymphs adorned this wondrous change thenelian sickness saw to thee o phaeton by kindred joined but by affection closer he his realms for all liguria's large and populous towns he reigned had then relinquished with his plaints the po's wide stream was filled and filled the banks with his lamentings even the woods whose shade the sister poplars thickened soon he feels his utterance shrill and weak his streaming locks soft snowy plumes displace high from his chest his lengthened neck extends a filmy web unites his ruddy toes his sides are clothed with quills and feathers where his mouth was seen expanded now a blunted beak obtains and sickness stands a bird but bird unknown in days of yore mistrustful still of jove his heaven he shuns as mindful of the flames from thence unjustly hurled wide lakes and ponds he seeks to habit now indignant shuns what favours fire and joys in purling streams meantime was phoebus dull his blaze obscured as when eclipsed his orb his rays he hates himself and even the day to grief his soul he gives and anger to his grief he joins depriving earth of all its wonted light troubled my lot has been he cried since first was published my existence urged my toil endless still unremitted still unpraised now let who will my furious chariot drive flammiferous if every god shall shrink inadequate let jove the task attempt then while my reins he tries at least those flames which cause parental grief must peaceful rest then when the fiery flaming courses strain his nervous arms no more he'll judge the youth of death deserving who could less control soul grieving thus the deities surround and suppliant beg that earth may mourn no more by darkness whelmed even jove concession gave and why his fiery bolts were launched explained but threats and prayers majestically mixed the steeds with terror trembling phoebus seized wild from their late affright and reined their jaws furious he wields his goad and lash and fierce he storms and their impetuous fury blames at every blow as murderers of his son high heaven's huge walls the mighty sire explores with eye close searching lest a weakening flaw might hurl some part to ruin all he found firm in its pristine strength then glanced his eye around the earth and toils of man below above all terrestrial lands arcadia felt his own arcadia his preserving care her fountains he restores her streams not yet to murmur daring to her fields he gives seed-corn 
and foliage to her spreading boughs and her scorched forest bids again look green through here as oft he journeyed and returned a virgin of nanacrony he spied and instant inward fire the god consumed no nymph was she whose skill the wool prepared nor combed with art her tresses seemed full plain her vest a button held a fillet white careless her hair confined now poised her hand a javelin light and now a bow she bore in diane's train she ran nor nymph more dear to her the mountain mainalus e'er trod but brief the reign of favour soul had now beyond mid-heaven attained Calisto sought a grove where felling axe had never rung here was her quiver from her shoulder thrown her slender bow unstrung and on the ground with soft grass clad she rested neath her neck was placed the painted quiver jove the maid wearied beheld and from her wonted troop far distant surely now my wife he cries this theft can ne'er discover should she know what is her rage with such a prize compared then diane's face and form the god concealed loud calling where o virgin hast thou strayed what hills my comrade hast thou crossed in chase light springing from the turf the nymph replied hail goddess greater if with me the palm than jove himself though jove himself should hear the feigned diana smiled and joyed to hear him to himself preferred then pressed her lips with kisses such as virgins never give to virgins her prepared to tell the woods where late she hunted with a warm embrace he hindered and his crime the god disclosed hard strove the nymph and what could female more o juno hadst thou seen her less thy ire long she resists but what can nymph attain or any mortal when to jove opposed victor the god ascends the ethereal court the groves and forests conscious of the deed callisto hates so swift she flies the spot her quiver and her darts and slender bow suspended on the tree through eager haste were nigh forgotten lo diana comes by clustering nymphs attended o'er the hills of lofty minalis from slaughtered beasts proudly triumphant she callisto sees and calls her as the goddess calls she flies fearing another jove disguised to meet but when the attendant virgin troop appeared fraud she no more suspected but the train joined fearless hard the countenance to form and not betray a perpetrated crime scarce from the ground she dared her looks to raise nor with her wonted ardour pressed before first of the throng close to diana's side silent she moves her blushes prove a wound her modesty had felt e'en diane might but that a virgin all the truth have known by numerous proofs and strong nay fame reports her sister nymphs had long her shame perceived nine times had luna now her orb renewed when diane from the chase retreating faint by phoebus's rays had gained a forest cool where flowed a limpid stream with murmuring noise the shining sand upturning much the spot the goddess tempted and her feet she dipped light in the waves as to the nymphs she cried hence far each prying eye we'll dare unrobe and lave beneath the stream callisto blushed quick while the other nymphs their bodies bare protracting she undresses from her limbs suspicious they the garments rend and view her body naked and her fault is plain to her confused whose trembling hands essayed her shame to hide diana spoke hence fly far hence nor more these sacred streams pollute and drove her instant from her spotless train long time the mighty thunderer's queen had known callisto's state but curbed her furious ire till ripe occasion suited longer now delay were needless now the nymph produced arcas whom juno more enraged beheld 
with savage mind and furious look she eyed the boy and spoke adulteress this alone was wanting fruitful harlot hast thou proved must by this birth my wrongs in public glare and what dishonour i from jove receive be palpable to sight expect not thou impunity to find thy form i'll change to thee so pleasing and so dear to jove she said and on the flowing tresses seized which o'er her forehead streamed and prostrate dragged the nymph to earth she raised her suppliant hands with black hairs covered rough her arms appeared bent were her hands and with her lengthened nails to claws transformed pressed on the ground as feet her mouth so beauteous late of jove admired yawned wide deformity and lest soft prayers and flowing words might pity move no power to speak she left now through her hoarse throat sounds an angry threatening voice that fear instills a bear becoming though her sense the same her sufferings proving by her constant groans lifting to heaven such hands as lift she could jove she ungrateful found but jove to call ungrateful strove in vain alas how oft in woods and solitudes to sleep afraid she roamed around the house and fertile fields of late her own alas how oft thence driven by yelping hounds o'er craggy steeps she fled thou dreadst the hunters though an huntress thou oft was her form forgotten and in fear from beasts she crouched concealed the shaggy bear shuddered to see the bears upon the hills and at the wolves she trembled though with wolves her sire lycaon howled now arcas comes arcas her son unconscious of his race near fifteen sons the youth had seen revolved and while the game he chases while he seeks thickets best suited for his sports and round the erymanthian woods his toils he sets he meets his mother at his sight she stayed the well-known object viewing arcas fled trembling unconscious why those eyes were fixed on him immovably his spear prepared to pierce his mother's breast as near she draws the youth pretends but jove the deed prevents both bears away and stays the matricide swept through the void of heaven by rapid whirl they're born and neighbouring constellations made loud juno raged to see the harlot shine amid the stars and neath the deep descends to hoary tethers and her ancient spouse where reverence oft the host of heaven had shown and thus to them who anxious seek the cause why there she journeys wish ye then to know why i the queen of heaven my regal seat now leave another fills my lofty throne nor false i speak for when grey night shall spread o'er all new constellations shall you see me irking on the utmost bounds of heaven where the last shortened zone the axis binds now surely none to insult shall rashly dare the thunderous spouse but tremble at her frown for she who most offends is honoured most much has my power performed fast is my sway her human form i changed and lo she shines a goddess thus the guilty feel my ire thus potent i why not her form restore and change that beastly shape as io once in argolis the same indulgence felt why drives he not his consort from his bed callisto placing there for sire-in-law the wolf like aeon choosing if to you your foster daughter's insults aught import forbid these stars to touch the blue profound repel those constellations placed in heaven mead of adultery lest the harlot dip in your pure waves the gods their promise gave and through the liquid air saturnia flies borne in her chariot by her peacocks bright their coats gay studded from fallen argus's eyes less beauteous was the change loquacious crow thy plumage suffered snowy white to black with silvery brightness once his feathers shone unspotted doves outvying nor to those preserving birds the capital whose voice so watchful saved 
nor to the stream fond swans inferior seemed his covering but his tongue his babbling tongue his ruin wrought and changed his hue from splendid white to gloomy black end of section three section four of metamorphoses this librivox recording is in the public domain metamorphoses by publius ovidius naso ovid translated by j j howard the second book of the metamorphoses of ovid part two no fairer maid all thessaly contained than young coronis to the delphic god most dear while chaste or while her fault unknown but corvus phoebus's watchman spied the deed adulterous and inexorably bent to tell the secret crime his flight directs to seek his master him the door pursues on plumes quick waving curious all to learn his errand heard she cries thy anxious task a journey vain pursue not mark my words learn what i have been see what now i am and hear from whence my change a fault you'll find too much fidelity which wrought my woe time was when pallas erictonius took offspring created motherless and close in basket twined with attic twigs concealed the charge to keep three sister maids she chose daughters of cecrops double formed but close concealed what lodged within and strict forbade all prying that her secret safe might rest on a thick elm behind light leaves concealed i marked their actions two their sacred charge hold faithful pandrosus and herse they aglauros calls her sisters cowards weak the twistings with bold hand unloosening sees within an infant and a dragon stretched the deed i tell to pallas and from her my service this remuneration finds driven from her presence she my place supplies of favourite with the gloomy bird of night all other birds my fate severe may warn to seek not danger by officious tales pallas perhaps you think but lightly loved one whom she thus so suddenly disgraced but ask of pallas she though much enraged will yet my truth confirm a regal maid was i of facts to all well known i speak coroneus noble of the phocian lands as sire i claim me wealthy suitors sought contemn me not my beauty was my bane while careless on the sandy shore i roamed with gentle paces wont the ocean's god saw me and loved persuasive words in vain long trying force prepared and me pursued i fled the firm shore left and tired my limbs vainly upon the light soft sinking sand there to assist me men and gods i called deaf to the sound was every mortal ear but by a virgin's cries a virgin moved assistance gave up to the skies my arms i stretched and black my arms began to grow with waving pinions from my shoulders back my robes i strove to fling my robes were plumes deep in my skin the quills were fixed i tried on my bare bosom with my hands to beat nor hands nor naked bosom now were found i ran the sand no longer now retained my feet but lightly o'er the ground i skimmed and soon on pinions through the air was borne and pallas's faultless favourite i became what now availed to me my pure deserts nictimony whose horrid crime deserved her transformation to my place succeeds the deed so wide through spacious lesbos known ere this has reached thee thou nictimony her father's bed defiled a bird became conscious of guilt she shuns the sight of man flies from the day and in nocturnal shades conceals her shame by every bird assailed and exiled from the skies the crow enraged to her still chattering cried may each delay thy babbling causes prove to thee a curse 
i scorned thy foolish presages and flew his journey urging when his master found he told him where coronas he had seen clasped by a young thessalian down he dropped his laurel garland when the crime he heard of her he loved his harp away he flung his countenance fell and pale his visage grew now with fierce rage his swelling bosom fires his wonted arms he seizes draws his bow bent to the horns and through that breast so oft embraced the inevitable weapon drove deep groaned the wounded nymph and tearing out the arrow from her breast a purple flood gushed o'er her shining limbs she sighing cried this fate o phoebus i deservedly meet were but thy infant born two now in one thy dart has slain she spoke her vital blood fast flowed and stayed her voice a deadly chill seized all her members now of life bereft too late alas her sorrowing lover mourns his cruel vengeance and himself he hates too credulous listening and too soon inflamed the bird he hates who first betrayed the deed and caused him first to grieve his bow he hates his bowstring arm and with his arm the dart shot vengeful fond he clasps her fallen form and strives by skill by skill too late applied to conquer fate his healing arts he tries all unavailing fruitless he beholds his each attempt and sees the pile prepared and final flames her limbs about to burn then from his deepest bosom burst his groans for tears on cheeks celestial ne'er are seen such groans are uttered when the heifer sees the weighty mallet from the right ear poised crush down the forehead of her suckling calf and now his useless odours in her breast he poured embraced her to her last rites gave solemnization due the greedy fires his offspring were not suffered to consume snatched from the curling flames and from the womb of his dead mother he the infant bore to double-bodied chiron's secret cave but bade the self-applauding crow filled big with hopes of favour for his faithful tale with snowy plumaged birds no more to join meantime while chiron human half half beast proud of his deity descended charge joyed in the honour with the task bestowed behold her shoulders with her golden locks shaded the daughter of the centaur comes whom fair Coriclo on a river's brink swift rolling bore and then sosiroe named she not content her father's arts to know the hidden secrets of the fates disclosed now was her soul with fate foretelling sounds filled and within her fiercely raged the god the infant viewing grow she said apace health-bearer through the world to thee shall oft expiring mortals owe returning life to thee it is given to render souls again back to their bodies once thou'lt dare the deed the angry gods forbidding flames thy power further preventing and a bloodless corpse heaven-born thou liest but what thy body formed a god becomes resuscitated twice thou too my dearest and immortal sire to ages never-ending born to live shalt wish for death in vain when writhing sad from the dire serpent's venom in thy limbs by wounds instilled the pitying gods will change thy destined fate and let immortal die the triple sisters shall thy thread divide more yet untold remains deep from her chest the sighs burst forth and starting tears stream down laving her cheeks while thus the maid pursues the fates prevent me and forbid to tell what more i would all power to speak deny those arts alas heaven's anger which have drawn what were they would i ne'er the future knew now seems my human shape to leave me now the verdant grass a pleasing food appears now am i urged along the plain to bound changed to a mare unto my sire allied in form 
but why soul changed my father bears a two-formed body wailing thus her words confused and indistinct at length are heard next sounds are uttered partly human more a mare's resembling then she neighs aloud treading with altered arms the ground fast joined her fingers now become a slender hoof her toes connecting with continuous horn her head enlarges and her neck expands her spreading garment floats a beauteous tail her scattered tresses o'er her shoulders flung form a thick mane to clothe her spacious neck her voice is altered with her altered shape and change of name the wondrous deed attends deep chiron mourned o phoebus and thy aid in vain invoked for bootless was thy power jove's mandate to resist nor if thou couldst then wast thou nigh to help in ellis far and fields messenian then was thy abode then was the time when shepherd-like a robe of skins enwrapped thee when thy left hand bore a sylvan staff thy right a pipe retained of seven unequal reeds while love engaged thy thoughts and dulcet music soothed thy cares tis said thy herds without their herdsmen strayed far to the pylian meadows these the son of atlantean maia espied and slyly driven away within the woods the cattle artful hid none saw the deed save one old hoary swain well known around and battus named whose post it was to guard the groves the grassy meads and high-bred mares of wealthy nelius him the robber feared drew him aside and coaxing thus addressed where thou art good friend if here perchance some one should seek and herd say that thou here no herd hast seen thou shalt not lack reward take this bright heifer and the cow he gave the bribe received the shepherd thus replies friend thou art safe that stone shall sooner speak and tell thy deed than i and showed the stone the son of jove departs or seems to go but soon with altered form and voice returns here countryman he cries hast thou and heard this way observed to pass no secret keep to aid the theft and heifer with a bull awaits thy information doubly bribed the hoary rogue betrayed his former trust beneath those hills he said the herd you'll find beneath the hills they were loud laughed the god and cried thou treacherous villain to myself wouldst thou betray me wouldst thou to myself my deeds betray and to a flinty stone his perjured breast he changed which still retains the name of touchstone on the harmless rock his infamous demerits firmly fixed hermes from hence on waving wings upborne darted and in his flight beneath him saw the attic pastures the much-favoured land of pallas and lyceum's cultured groves it chanced that day as wont the virgins chaste bore on their heads in canisters festooned their offerings pure to pallas's sacred fane returning thence the winged god espied the troop and straight his onward flight restrained wheeling in circles round as sails the kite swiftest of birds when entrails seen from far by holy augurs thick beset he fears a near approach but circling steers his flight on beating wings around his hopes and round so above the athenian towers the light-plumed god swept round in circles on the self-same air as phosphor far outshines the starry host as silver cynthia phosphor bright outshines so much did her say all the nymphs excel the bright procession's ornament the pride of all the accompanying nymphs her beauteous mien staggered jove's son who hovering in the air fierce burns with love the balearic sling thus shoots a ball quick through the air it flies warms in its flight and feels beneath the clouds flames hereto known not altered now his route the skies he leaves and holds a different flight nor veils his figure such reliance gave his beauteous form 
and beauteous though that form yet careful did the god his looks adorn he smooths his tresses and his robe adjusts to hang in graceful folds and fair display the golden fringe his round and slender wand of sleep procuring sleep repelling power his right hand bears and on his comely feet his plumed sandals shine within the house three separate chambers were secluded formed with tortoise and with ivory rich adorned thou pandrosas within the right reposed and on the left hand thou aglarus slept fair herse in the middle aglarus first the god's approach descried and daring asked who he and what he sought to whom the god him you behold who through the air conveys his sire's commands almighty jove that sire nor will i feign my errand so mayst thou true to thy sister prove and soon be called my offspring's aunt tis hearsay draws me here help then a lover in his warm pursuit aglarus bends on mercury those eyes which yellow-haired minerva's secret saw and ponderous sums for her assistance claims driving the god meantime without the gates with angry glare the warlike goddess viewed the mercenary nymph and angry sighs which shook her bosom heaved the aegis shook on that strong bosom fixed now calls to mind minerva how with hands profane the maid her strict behests despising daring pride to know her secrets and the seed beheld of vulcan child without a mother formed now to her sister and the god unkind rich with the gold her avarice had claimed to envy's gloomy cell where clots of gore the floor defiled enraged minerva flew a darkened veil deep sunk the cavern held where vivid sun ne'er shone nor freshening breeze health wafted torpid melancholy ruled and sluggish cold and cheering light unknown damp darkness ever gloomed the goddess here in conflict dreaded came but at the doors her footsteps stayed for entrance fate forbade the gates she strikes struck by her spear the gates wide open fly and dark within disclose on vipers gorging her accustomed feast the envious fiend back from the hideous sight recoils the goddess and averts her eyes slow rising from the ground her half-chewed food she quits advancing indolently forth the maid in warlike brightness clad she saw in form divine and heavy sighs burst forth deep from her bosom's black recess pale gloom dwells on her forehead lean her fleshless form asconce her eyes encrusted black her teeth greened deep with gall her breasts her hideous tongue with poisons lurid laughter knows her not save woes and pangs unmerited she sees sleep flies her couch by cares unceasing wrung at men's success she sickens pining sad but stung herself while others feel her sting her torture closely grasps her much the maid the sight abhors and thus in brief she speaks deep in the breast of cecrop's daughter fix thy venomed sting aglarus is the nymph more needs not speaking so minerva fled upbounding earth she with her spear repelled glancing a squint the fury saw her rise and inly groaned that she success should gain her staff with prickly thorns enwreathed she takes and forth she sallies wrapped in gloomy clouds where'er she flies she blasts the flowery fields consumes the herbage and the harvest blights her breath pestiferous felt the cities round houses and habitants where'er she flew at length the towers of athens she beheld with arts and riches flourishing and blessed with holy peace scarce could she tears withhold no tearful eye throughout the place to see straight to the room of cecrop's daughter now her route she urges and her task performs her rusty hand upon the maiden's breast she plants and with sharp thorns that bosom fills 
breathes noxious poison through her frame imbues with venom black her heart and all her limbs lest from her eyes escaped the maddening scene should cease to vex her full in view she placed her sister and her sister's nuptial rites and hermes beauteous in the bridal pomp in beauty all and splendour all increased mad with the imaged sight the maid is gnawn with secret pangs deep groans the lengthened night and deep the morning hears she wastes away silently wretched lingeringly slow as souls faint rays the summer ice dissolves so burns she to behold the envied lot of herse not with furious flames as weeds blaze not when damp but with slow heat consume oft would she wish to die and oft the deed to hinder thinks to tell her rigid sire her sister's fault at length her seat she takes across the threshold and the approaching god repulsed and to his blandishments and words beseeching fair and soft alluring prayers she cried desist from hence i ne'er will move till thou art driven away swift hermes said keep firmly that resolve and with his wand the sculptured portals touching wide they flew but when her limbs to raise the virgin strove a weighty numbness o'er the members crept which bend in sitting and their movement stayed strenuous she strives to raise her form erect but stiffened feels her knees chill coldness spreads through all her toes and fled the purple stream her veins turn pallid cruel cancer thus disease incurable spreads far and wide sound members adding to the parts diseased so gradual o'er her breast the chilling frost crept deadly and the gates of life shut close complaints she tried not had she tried her voice had found no passage for the stone had seized her throat her mouth to marble all was changed she sat a pallid statue all the stone her envy tainted with a livid hue his vengeance when jove's son complete had seen due to her avarice and her envious soul he left minerva's land and up the sky on wafting pinions mounted there his sire him from the assembly drew nor yet disclosed the object of his love son quickly haste thou faithful messenger of my commands urge rapid thy descending flight and seek the realm whose northern bounds thy mother's star o'erlooks the land by native sidon called there wilt thou pasturing find the royal herd neath hills not distant from the sea turn down this herd to meadows bordering on the beach he said the cattle toward the seashore move where sported with her tyrian maids as wont the monarch's daughter ill majestic state and love agree nor long combined remain the sire and ruler of the gods resigns his weighty sceptre he whose right hand bears the three forked fires whose nod creation shakes assumes a bull's appearance with the herd mingles and strolling lets the tender shrubs brush his fair sides of snowy white his skin such snow as rugged feet has never soiled nor southern showers dissolved his brawny neck strong from his shoulders stands beneath extends the dewlap pendulous smaller his horns but smooth as polished by the workman's hand pellucid as the brightest gems they shine no threatenings wear his brow no fire his eyes flame fierce but all his countenance peace proclaims him much agenor's royal maid admired his form so beauteous and his look so mild yet peaceful as he seemed she feared at first a close approach but nearer soon she drew and to his shining mouth the flowery food presented joyed the impatient lover stands her fingers kissing and with sore restraint defers his looked-for pleasures sportive now he wantons frisking in the grass now rolls his snowy sides upon the yellow sand her apprehensions chased by slow degrees the virgin's fingers playful stroke his breast then bind with wreaths his horns 
more daring now upon his back the royal maid ascends witless a god she presses from the fields his steps deceitful gradual turned he bends and seeks the shore then playful in the waves just dips his feet thence plunging deep he swims through midmost ocean with his ravished prize trembling the nymph beholds the lessening shore firm grasps one hand his horn upon his back secure the other resting to the wind her fluttering garments floating as she sails end of section four section five of metamorphoses this librivox recording is in the public domain metamorphoses by publius ovidius naso ovid translated by j j howard the third book of the metamorphoses of ovid part one and now the god his bestial form resigned shone in his form celestial as he gained the cretan shore meantime the theft unknown mourned her sad sire and cadmus sent to seek the ravished maid stern threatening as he went perpetual exile if his searching failed parental love and cruelty combined all earth explored in vain for who shall find the amorous thefts of jove the exile shuns his father's anger and paternal soil the suppliant bends before apollo's shrine to ask his aid what region he should choose to fix his habitation phoebus thus a cow whose neck the oak has never pressed strange to the crooked plough shall meet thy steps lone in the desert fields the way she leads choose thou round whereupon the grass she rests erect thy walls boeotia call the place scarce had the cave castalian cadmus left when he and heifer gently pacing spied untended one whose neck no mark betrayed of galling service closely treads the youth slow moving in her footsteps and adores in silence phoebus leader of his way now had he passed the cephisidean stream and meads of panope when stayed the beast her broad front lifted to the sky reverse her lofty horns reclining shook the air with lowings loud back then her face she bent and saw the comrades following close behind down low she couched and pressed the yielding grass glad thanks to phoebus cadmus gave and kissed the foreign soil the unknown hills and land saluted then a sacrifice to jove preparing sent his followers to explore streams flowing from the living fountain clear an ancient forest hallowed from the axe not far there stood in whose dark bosom gloomed a cavern twigs and branches thick inwove with rocky crags a low arched entrance formed where pure and copious gushed transparent waves deep hid within a monstrous serpent lay sacred to mars bright shone his crested head his eyeballs glowed with fire his body swelled bloated with poison o'er a threefold row of murderous teeth three quivering tongues he shook this grove the tyrians with ill-fated feet now entered and now in the waters threw with noisy dash their urns uprears his head the azure serpent from the cavern deep and breathes forth hisses dire their urns they drop the blood forsakes their bodies sudden fear chills their astonished limbs he writhing quick forms scaly circles spiral twisting round bends in an arch immense to leap and rears in the thin air erect above half his height all the wide grove o'erlooking such his size could all be seen than that vast snake no less whose huge bulk lies the arctic bears between the tyrians quick he seizes some their arms vain grasping flying some and some through fear to fight or fly unable these his jaws crash murderous those his writhing tail surrounds others his breath with poison loaded kills 
now loftiest phoebus shortened shadows gave when cadmus wondering much why still his friends tarried so long their parting footsteps trace his robe and hide torn from a lion's back a dart and spear of shining steel his arms with courage arms surpassing now the grove he enters and their breathless limbs beholds their victor foes huge bulk upon them stretched licking with gory tongue their mournful wounds my faithful friends he cried i will avenge your fate or perish with you straight a rock his right hand raised and with impetuous force hurled it right on a city's lofty walls with all its towers to feel the blow had shook yet lay the beast unwounded safely sheathed with scaly armour and his hardened hide his skin alone the furious blow repelled not so that hardness mocks the javelin fixed firm in the bending of the pliant spine his weapon stood and all the iron head deep in his entrails sunk mad with the pain reverse he writhes his head beholds the wound champs the fixed dart by many forceful tugs loosened at length he tears the shaft away but deep the steel within his bones remains now to his wonted fury fiercer flames this torture adding big with poison swells his throat and flowing round his venomed jaws white foam appears deep harrowed with his scales loud sounds the earth and vapours black breathed out his mouth infernal taint with death the air now rolled in spires he forms an orb immense now stretched at length he seems a monstrous being now rushing forward with impetuous force as sweeps a torrent swelled by rain his breast bears down the opposing forest cadmus back a step recedes and on his lion's hide the shock sustains then with protended spear checks his approaching jaws furious he strives to wound the hardened steel on the sharp point he grinds his teeth now from his poisonous mouth began the blood to flow and sprinkling tinged the virid grass but trivial still the hurt for shrinking from the blow and twisting back his wounded neck the stroke he still prevents deeper to pierce by yielding to its force but pushing arduous on agena's son fixed in his throat the steel and the sharp point forced through his neck an oak opposed behind the tree and neck the spear at once transfixed dragged by the monster's weight low bends the tree and groans and cracks as lashing blows his tail immense deals round now whilst the victor stands and wondering views the conquered serpent's size sudden a voice is heard from whence unknown but plain the words he hears why viewst thou thus agena's son the foe by thee destroyed thou one day like this serpent shalt be seen aghast he stood the warm blood fled his cheeks his courage changed to terror freezing fear raised his stiff locks erect lo pallas comes pallas the known protectress of the brave smooth sliding from the higher clouds she comes bids him remove the soil and place beneath the serpent's fangs a future offspring's pledge the prince obeys and as with crooked share the ground he opens in the furrows throws the teeth directed thence beyond belief the clods of earth at once began to move then in the furrows glittered first the points of spears anon fair painted crests arose above bright helmets nodding shoulders next and breasts and arms with javelins loaded came thickening the harvest grew of shielded men thus shows the glad theatric curtain raised the painted figures faces first appear gradual displayed and more by slow degrees at length the whole stand forth their feet all fixed firm on the lower margin wondering he his new-made foe beheld and grasped his arms but one whom earth had just produced exclaimed arm not nor meddle in our civil broils he said an earth-born brother hand to hand with sword keen-edged attacking 
but from far a javelin hurled dispatched him short the boast of him who sent it his death wound infixed he breathed the air out he so late received so raged the rest and in the furious war the new-made brethren fall by mutual wounds and on their blood-stained mother dash the youths to short existence born their damp cold breasts five only stand unhurt echion one who threw by pallas prompted down his arms and peace proposed his brethren took his pledge these join the tyrian prince and social aid his efforts when the pointed walls he builds obedient to the delphic god's commands the theban walls now raised thou cadmus seemed blessed in thy exile mars and venus gave their daughter to thy wife this spouse so famed thee daughters brought and sons a numerous tribe and grandsons pledges dear of nuptial joys already risen to manhood but too true that man should still his final day expect nor blessed be deemed till flames his funeral pyre thy grandson's fate o cadmus first with grief thy bosom wrung amid thy prosperous state the alien horns which nodded o'er his brow and ye voracious hounds with blood full gorged your master's life-stream yet by close research we find unlucky chance not vice his crime what sin in error lies the hills were drenched with blood of numerous slaughtered savage beasts and objects shortened shadows gave the sun exalted viewed each equidistant goal when the young theban hunter thus addressed his fellow sportsmen with a friendly call as wide they roved the savage lairs among our weapons comrades and our nets are moist with blood of spoil sufficient sport this day has given but when aurora next appears high on her saffron car and light restores then be our pleasing exercise resumed now phoebus distant far from west and east cracks the parched ground with heat desist from toil and fold your knotted snares his words obey his men and from their sportive labour cease near stood a vale where pointed cypress formed with gloomy pines a grateful shade and named gargafie sacred to the girded maid its deep recess a shrubby cavern held by nature modelled but by nature art seemed equalled or excelled a native arch of pumice light and tophus dry was formed and from the right a stream transparent flowed of trivial size which spread a pool below with grassy margin circled diane here the woodland goddess wearied with the chase had oft rejoiced to bathe her virgin limbs as wont she comes her quiver and her dart and unstrung bow her armour-bearing nymph in charge receives disrobed another's arms sustain her vest two from her feet unloose her sandals crocale ismenian nymph than others more expert her tresses binds loose o'er her shoulders floating in a knot her own wild flowing still five more the streams in huge urns lifting hiale and nife fiale ranis secas lave her limbs here while the goddess in the limpid wave watches as customed lo actaeon comes his sportive toil till morning dawn deferred and roving through the vale with random steps by hapless fate conducted he arrives close to the sacred grove within the grot stream pouring when he stepped the naked nymphs then first by man beheld their bosoms beat filled the deep grove with outcries loud and round diana crowded screening as they could her limbs with theirs yet high above them towered the goddess and her neck their heads o'erlooked as blushed the clouds by phoebus's adverse rays deep tinged or as aurora in the morn so blushed the virgin goddess seen unrobed sideway she stood though closely hemmed around by clustering nymphs and backward bent her face 
then anxious praying she could reach her darts in vain she seized the waters which she could and dashed them o'er his features as his locks the vengeful drops besprinkled thus in rage she cried now tell thou hast diana seen disrobed go tell it if thou canst no more with threatening stormed but on his sprinkled head the antlers of the long-lived stag are placed his neck is lengthened with a sharpened point his upright ears are formed to feet his hands to long and slender legs his arms are changed and round his body clings a dappled coat fear in his bosom she instils the youth the bold actaeon flies and wondering feels his bounding feet so rapid in the race but soon the waters showed his branching horns and ah unhappy me he strove to cry his voice he found not sighs and sobs were all and tears fast streaming down his altered face still human sense remains where shall he turn his royal palace seek or in the woods secluded hide to tarry fear forbids and shame prevents returning while he doubts his hounds espy him quick-nosed tracer first and blackfoot give the signal by their yell tracer of crete and blackfoot spartan bred swifter than air the noisy pack rush on arcadian quicksight glutton ranger stout strong killbuck whirlwind furious hunter fierce flyer swift-footed and quick-scented snap ringwood late wounded by a furious bear and forester by savage wolf begot flock tending shepherdess with ravener fierce and her two whelps and Sicyonian catch the thin-flanked greyhound racer yelper patch tiger robust milk-white with snowy coat and coal-black soot first in the race fleet storm courageous spartan swift and rapid wolf joined with his cyprian brother snatch well marked with sable forehead on a coat of white black coat and thick-haired shag warrior and wild twins from a dam laconian sprung their sire dictaean babbler with his noisy throat but all to name were endless urged by hope of prey they crowd down precipices rush o'er rocks and crags through rugged paths and ways unpassed before his hounds he flies where oft his hounds he had pursued poor wretch he flies his own domestics striving hard to call actaeon am i villains know your lord words aid him not loud rings the air with yells howlings and barkings black hair first his teeth fixed in his back staunch tamer fastened next and rover seized his shoulder tardy these the rest far left behind but o'er the hills athwart the chase they shortened now the pack joined them their lord retaining joined their teeth their victim seizing now his body bleeds a wound continuous deep he utters groans not human yet unlike a dying deer and fills the well-known mountains with his plaint prone on his knees in suppliant form he bends and low beseeching waves his silent head as he would wave his hands his witless friends the savage pack with joyous outcries urge actaeon anxious seeking echoing loud eager his name is absent at the name his head he turns his absence irks them sore as lazy loitering not the noble prey obtained beholding joyful could he be at distance now but hapless is too near glad would he see the furious dogs their fangs on other prey than his torn limbs infix on every side they crowd their dying lord a well-seemed deer they rend their ravenous teeth deep tear his members with a thousand wounds diane's insatiate anger less despised the hapless hunter yielded forth his breath report flies dubious some the goddess blame for disproportioned vengeance others warm applaud the deed as worthy one so pure and reasons weighty either party urge jove's consort only silent 
she nor blames the action nor approves but inward joys a gino's house should such misfortune feel the hatred nourished for the tyrian maid her brother's offspring visits now fresh cause of wrath succeeds enraged the goddess learns that semele embraced by mighty jove is pregnant straight broke loose her angry tongue and loud she stormed advantage much i gain by endless railing at unfaithful jove this harlot will i find and if with truth they potent juno style me she shall die destruction shall o'erwhelm her if beseems my hand the sparkling sceptre of the sky if queen i am to jove if sister wife his sister doubtless am i if no more content perchance is semele to joy in pleasures briefly tasted and my wrongs though deep not lasting no she must conceive foul aggravation of her shameless deed her swelling womb unblushing proves her crime by jove she longs to be a mother hailed which scarcely i can boast such faith her pride in conscious beauty places trust me not or she mistaken proves as i am child of hoary saturn she shall sink o'erwhelmed by her own jove and dip in stygian waves she said and starting from her regal throne wrapped in a dusky cloud descended o'er the threshold stepped of semele nor chased her darkening veil till like an ancient dame she stood displayed white hairs her temples strewed deep furrows ploughed her skin her bending limbs quivered beneath her weight her tremulous voice exhausted age betrayed she stood to view old beroe from epidaurus come the nurse of semele with tedious tales she garrulous amused when in her turn listening the name of jupiter she heard she sighed and said may he be truly jove but age is still suspicious chastest beds have been by these pretended gods defiled for if the deity supreme he be why comes he thus disguised if true his love why prove it not urge thou an anxious wish to clasp him in his might in such a sort as lofty juno he embraces round begirt with all the ensigns of his power thus juno artful semele's desires apt moulded to her mind from jove she prays a nameless boon the ready god consents choose what thou wilt nor least denial dread to prove my faith i call the stygian streams to witness terror of the god of gods joyed at her fatal prayers too large success and by her lover's prompt compliance doomed to sure destruction this said she i wish when with me next you love's delights enjoy appear as when saturnia fills your arms fain would the god have stopped her mouth too soon the hasty words found entrance to his ears deep mourned he equal now the fates forbid the wish retracted or the oath absolved sorrowing he seeks the lofty heaven his nod dark rolling clouds collects here form black showers and hurricanes and flashing lightnings mixed thunders and his inevitable bolt anxious he strives with all his power to damp the fierceness of his flames nor armed him now with those dread fires that to the earth dashed down the hundred-handed foe too powerful they he chose a milder thunder less of rage of fire and fury had the cyclops given the mass when forged a second-rated bolt clad in mild glory thus the dome he seeks of semele her mortal frame too weak to bear the ethereal shock fierce scorched she sunk beneath the nuptial grant the imperfect babe snatched from his mother's smoking womb was sowed if faith the tale deserves within his thigh there to complete the period of his growth eno his aunt maternal then received the boy in private reared him till the nymphs of nissa's mountains in their secret caves sheltered and fed with milk the entrusted charge 
while the rash promise caused on earth those deeds and twice born bacchus's cradle safe was hid tis said that jove with heavenly nectar flushed all serious cares dismissed with sportive jests at ease conversing he and juno sat when he the thrilling ecstasies of love are surely strongest on the female side she differs and the question both agree tiresias who each sex had proved shall judge two mighty snakes he spied upon the grass twisted in venus's wreaths and with his staff hard smote them instant altered was his sex wondrous he woman of a man became seven winters so he lived the eight again he spied the same and cried if such your power that whoso strikes you must their gender change once more i'll try the spell straight as the blow the snakes received his pristine form returned hence was he chosen in the strife jocose as umpire and the words of jove confirmed much say they juno raged more than beseemed the trivial cause or sentence justly given and veiled the judge's eyes in endless night but jove omnipotent him gave to know for fate forbids to cancel others deeds what future times conceal a light divine an honoured gift to mitigate his pain famed far and wide through all boeotia's towns unerring answers still the prophet gave to all who sought him blue liriope first proved his faith and ne'er deceiving words her once suffices in his winding stream entwined and forceful in his waves enjoyed the beauteous nymph's full womb in time produced a babe whose features even from birth inspired the attendant nymphs with love narcissus named for him inquiring whether doomed to see the peaceful period of maturest age the fate foretelling prophet thus replied yes if himself he never knows the words were long absurd esteemed but well the event their justice proved his strange unheard of death and love of object never loved before end of section five say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.